Hey guys, welcome to another podcast. I am Rami. And today I'm going to talk about food cost. I'm going to talk about the relationship between a restaurant and food cost and how that affects your restaurant or your cafe or any kind of food business you have. Um, for those that aren't in the food business, usually you refer to it as COGS, so cost of goods, whatever that might be, whether you're selling furniture, clothes, whatever it is, whatever it is. But I'm going to use my what 30 years of experience, I guess, in the food cost in the in the food business to really hone in and and talk about the new food cost world as well. Um, things have changed. Our restaurants have changed. And have we adapted? I ask you, if you're in the restaurant game, have you adapted your business to the new restaurant world, to what's going in there, to what's going on out there? Um, customers' behavior has completely changed. Our takeaways up, our deliveries up. Um, when I say ours, I mean in the restaurant industry. I know restaurants and cafes that have gone from 2% of their sales in takeaway and delivery up to 20%, even some 30%. Now, that changes the whole measure of food cost. You know, traditionally in food costs, you would measure what the cost of the food is. So what it costs you to put whatever, a burger, a steak, um, uh, whatever it is, a lasagna on a plate, minus what you're selling it for, and you'd get a food cost number. And usually that ranges between, say, 30 and 40%, depending on what um, what kind of restaurant you run, um, where you are, what sort of food you serve, what segment you're in. That's the normality. And good restaurants will always measure that on a weekly basis because that's one of the most – or one of – well, there's only two things really that are that are controllable in restaurants, two big numbers, and one is labor and one is food cost. That's why restaurants will measure two things every week, you know, and they're the two things, the labor and the food. Now, what's happened is because of the new trends of customers, we need to reassess how we're measuring our food cost now. We need to go back. In the past, most restaurants, including my restaurants, we really did not focus on the paper. What I mean by paper is the packaging that we put our food in, you know, because that wasn't a big part of our business. We didn't focus on the packaging and how big the packaging was and what sort of packaging we bought. It was such a small expense in our business. It was not a major thing. Now what we're doing in our business, and I'll encourage you to do in your business, is you've got to include that into your food cost. Now, I could tell you for myself, in our restaurants, we found that that's up to 4%. So if you're running 30% food, that's an extra 4% of your taking that's going towards packaging. It's major. That could be the difference between you making profit and not making profit. So they're the things that I want you to go back. And I'm going to give you six tips today that I'm sort of introduced in my business. They've been around for a long time. But six, six things that I've sort of revisited and have spoken to my team about. And hopefully I could share it with you guys so you guys can go back and also share it with your team and make sure you focus on it. And the number one is, which we all, I mean, the number one thing which what everyone focuses on, first of all, in food costs, is buying cheap. And when I say buying cheap for those in the industry, it doesn't mean you buy the cheapest product. It means negotiating the product that you want well. That's what it means. So buying the best product or the product you need at the cheapest possible price. And you do that by calling different suppliers, playing suppliers against each other, you know, continually sort of looking for what's the best, you know, the best you could buy that particular ingredient or item for. 
So food costs, if I'm going to go back a little bit, you could break it down as well. So it's not just the steak, for example, if you're selling steak. The food cost would be the whole plate usually. So we would look at the steak, the chips, the mash, the veggie. Even the amount of salt that we sprinkle on a steak is included in the food cost. You know, that's how we measure it. So the thing is, what I'll talk about negotiating is I want you to go back and revisit now your negotiating because prices have changed. They have shifted. A lot of things have gone up in price as a result of the new pan- after the pandemic that we've been in. You know, if things have come in from overseas, there's been a shortage. So, you know, sometimes you've referred now, you've gone to a different kind of supplier, you've gone to a different kind of product. So revisit that. Make sure you're getting the best prices. But on the other hand too, some things have gone down in price. You know, as a result of the, the changes, shopping habits or eating habits of our consumers have changed. So there's been a massive shift. So there's been, you know, and I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but there's been things that have been, like for example, actually I could think of one, oysters, because of restaurants now not being as open, like fine dining restaurant being a slower moving um, segment. So if you're buying oysters at two bucks, say an oyster pre-COVID, you should be buying it for a dollar now, a dollar fifty, because there's a less of a demand. So there's one thing that comes straight to my mind, and there's so many other things that could come to my mind. So go back to your business and really renegotiate whatever you're buying for your business, and have a look, and have a look, because some things went up in price, but don't forget now they've come back as well. So maybe your supplier, um, you know, increase the price, but have a look now if the price has come back. So that's the number one thing I've gone back to the business to. Number two is the menu selection. Adapt your menu, like. What we put on our menu has a great say in what our food cost is. I'll continue with the oysters. Maybe your restaurant didn't have oysters in the past because oysters were so expensive. And please don't take oysters literally. It could be anything. There could be any other thing that, you know, let's say price of chicken has come down. Has it at the moment? It actually hasn't. So that's a bad, another bad example. But there could be other things that maybe bread, and honestly nothing comes to the top of my head right now and I wish it did. But there's other things as well. Fish, fish has come down in price. You know, um, good Australian barramundi, good Australian salmon. So if maybe you didn't have it on the menu before because, but now you could put it on the menu and remember something, if you're in the game, you could still sell it for the same price that the consumer expected to pay post COVID-19. So you could make a real good margin on that. Do you see what I mean by menu selection? Also, when I say of menu and I focus on that, it's how you list your menu. So the things that have a better margin which is going to improve your food cost, have that up the top because usually people will select what they read first. Okay, don't put it last. And the things on bad food cost, have it last. So there you go. If you're a shopper and you're not in the industry, make sure you pick the, the bottom because that's usually the most expensive thing for people who are following my rules. Um, number three is portion control. A lot of restaurants cafes, whatever it is, catering, or all I see them, there's no measurement tools. They don't have a measurement tool to see how much goes on a plate or in a takeaway package for that matter. Have a measuring tool. How are you going to control your cost? There's two things, there's two aspects that I won't go down that rabbit hole. Not only are you sort of sacrificing your food costs and your profit, but you're also playing with the customer's experience. Because if the customer got that much chips one day and tomorrow they get this much chips, the customer's thinking, hey, what's going on? Why? Because you've set the expectation. If they're getting a fish that big and then that, you get what I mean? So there's two sides to it. I won't go down the rabbit hole of um, consistency in product, which is very important. I'll make sure I'll do a podcast on that. What's I'll continue focusing on food costs. 
that's another thing that you really need to control. Being um, innovative. Think of things that you could put on your menu. Things that don't cost you much, but have a lot of value to the customer. And they're usually things that are like, that you've discovered through the years. Things that, you know, it could be, you know, I'll give an example. You know, I know in America, all those, um, I think there's a couple of restaurants in Australia that do it as well. They have those big onion sort of bubble things. Like it's like an onion thing and they cut it a particular way and just fry it. I could imagine the cost of it. It would be so cheap to produce, right? And it's beautiful. And what they do is they crumb it and do all the sorts of things. But what I'm trying to say is we all know the price of onions. It can't be that expensive. But the customer, you could still ask the customer to pay a good dollar for it, a good dollar for it. So the value is there. And you see, if that's running at 10% food cost, so if you're selling that for 10 bucks, but it's costing you a dollar, that could, that could help the rest of the items that you're selling. Because sometimes you can't have all items on your menu at a good food cost. For example, a steak, which is more expensive, you've got to have at a higher food cost. Otherwise, the price of it is not, it doesn't make sense for the consumer to come in. So you sacrifice the profit on a steak, but you make it up in the onion if you like. You know, so that's uh, that's another way of making sure that when you revisit your food cost, you focus on. Another one, and if you're not doing it, guys, when your invoice comes in, it must go in a folder. You must do your food cost every week. You must reconcile your food cost. If you're not doing that, and most businesses, it's actually the biggest cost, not the second. Usually the biggest cost is food cost, and the second is labor. We all keep an eye on our labor. But I challenge you, are you keeping an eye on your food costs? Are you just hoping for the best? So for those who haven't done food costs before, it's simple. What it's costing you, what invoices you've got in, you do a count of what's left over at the end of the week, you get me? And then you minus, so you, you add up what's, uh, so you, you add what you've got, what you've got delivered, minus what's gone, and that gives you a, a balance, Okay, so then the only, remember, the only part, the only cost to the whole thing for your business, the balance stays because you're going to use that food the following week if it hasn't gone off. But the food cost part is now your invoices minus what's missing from your restaurant. You see how you do it? That's by doing a stock count. So make sure you're doing that. I hope I've been able to explain it mathematically. That's very, very important. And the sixth thing that comes to mind is your ordering. Make sure you keep your ordering under control. Again, your business is changing. The dynamic of your business has changed. You're ordering. You don't want to have wastage. You don't want to have be overstocked because what could that affect is you might change your menu in six weeks and if you're overstocked on one item, that particular product that you've ordered, let's, I'm talking about things that are non-perishable here. I'm talking about things that are you know, like drinks or whatever that might be that have a long shelf life, that become obsolete for your business. So, Watch your ordering. Minimize your ordering. And I'll tell you what else I've learned. This is a small tip from Rami. <laughs> I've always, from going back from the young days when I used to focus on food costs to today, I'm all about minimizing your order because then that controls it. The less food you have in your fridge, to simplify it for people at home as well, same thing. The less food you have in your kitchen, the more you're able to control it the more you're able to control the wastage, the rotation of the stock. And again, people handle it with more care. Remember, sometimes we have youngsters working in our business and they see a lot of something, so they think they could 
overuse it. So keep that in mind. I guess they're the six things that I want you to go back and really focus on in your business and research. And we forget. And even great restaurateurs, I could assure you right now, you know, we've gone through difficult times recently during COVID. You know, our focus has been on sales. Our focus has been on meeting um, uh, government guidelines. Our focus has been on, you know, improving our takeaway and delivery business. So many things. So let's, I guess this is a good opportunity if you're listening to this podcast, I guess, to go back and refocus and re, yeah, refocus your, your energy back on food costs because that's such a major thing and it's so important to you making money and not making money.